Communication is difficult, especially when it's about uncomfortable topics. Racism, by definition, is the prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? It sounds like, don't be mean, but it's so much harder, especially to put it into practice. I myself don't even know sometimes what is being racist and what is not just whooshes right over my head but it's something that needs to be talked about it's such a big topic like where do you even start do you start on internalized versus externalized or do you start on specific topics like the prison systems and education systems do you start with one specific group like hispanics or african-americans or asians or Do you just talk about it in a big generalized statement? That's the hard part, determining where to start, because not having anyone's feelings hurt. It's not offending anyone. It's what is and what isn't. It's where is the line between racist and funny. It's what can cause death and what can't. Because... It's also injustice, not just for one group of people. Because when most people talk about racism, they automatically bring up African-Americans. Isn't funny, right? Because, I mean, currently, especially with what was happening over the summer, Black Lives Matter movements and seeing George Floyd and a whole bunch of other names be brought into the light their injustice brought into the light. It's also funny that a lot of other groups have started getting light too once African-Americans started bringing it up. The point is to just think, to just be aware. But that's so hard, right? To be aware because just when you think you're so aware, you're really not. I'd like to bring up The book, White Fragility by Raman D'Angelo, it gives a very prime example of why you might not want to talk about racism. It specifically talks about white people. It is called White Fragility, but it talks about white people and companies and stuff using a lot of statistics and stuff. It's pretty eye-opening. I highly suggest it, especially for anyone who is scared but doesn't know why. But let's talk about fear. Fear of hurting feelings. The education system is a prime example of this. They have days like Martin Luther King Jr. weeks and stuff to help bring awareness to Rosa Parks and a whole bunch of other people that help start up that Black Lives Matter movement. What's funny is that what white kids take from that is, "Uh uh-huh, 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 don't be racist. What African-American people take from that is the same thing. Isn't that funny? Because it's like they already know we have internalized racism for ourselves. We're taught to also hate ourselves, to judge people that look like us as if we don't look like us. 
And I'm not just talking about African-American people because I myself am Hispanic. Funny how that works, right? Because the line between ethnicity and race is very sketchy too. There is no difference to some people, but there is, there is. (laughs) It's like the education system knows already that we're all ashamed of our outsides too, of our memory. We hide down our experiences like we're ashamed. And during those days or weeks, all teachers want to do is get it out of us. What is it really like, huh? What are your experiences? What is the injustice that you have gotten? Either that or it's like, you know, feel free to chime in of what's, you know, actually going on. You know, what is racist and stuff? Feel free. It's like every student who is a minority is suddenly told during these weeks, we have a option to talk about it, except nobody wants to actually hear about it. Because guess what? We ourselves don't even want to think about it. It's also pretty hurtful on the other side too. Because as a minority, you know, people of color were automatically the first ones to point out white people and be like, you're racist. And here's why, why, why. You know, we're automatically the first one to start pointing fingers. And don't get us wrong, we all have internalized racism. But what is externalized, sometimes we might not even realize it, but we're so quick to attack. And we get lots of hateful remarks for it. African Americans are aggressive. Hispanic people are conniving. Asian people are sly. And don't get us started about all the other races in between there that aren't recognized. Because... That's a real thing, too. Hurtful. I know. It can be. Especially when you're sure that you're not racist. That you don't look at certain people with so much hate in your eyes. Because racism isn't as hateful as the word makes it seem. You can be racist and not a bad person. Because we all have racism in our lives. We all make judgments about people before knowing them. Not necessarily based on their skin, but maybe their religion, maybe their beliefs. But you're not a bad person just because you think those things. You're a bad person if you put them into action, if you don't recognize or realize. If multiple people from different places have all told you the same thing and you decide to ignore it, you might be considered a bad person. It's not like you can't change those things, though. And it's not like we can't have this conversation. I think another reason why people of color don't want to have this conversation is because once we open up about our experiences, everything that you think about us already is confirmed. Isn't it like once you open the doors and you see our memories, you see the light, it's confirmed. Like once... I actually start talking about my experiences. I am part of the poor, crazy black family. I am a part of that community. I'm a part of the loudmouth, problematic Hispanic family. Once I start talking about my experiences, so that's why 
I'm so scared to do it. It's easier to hide as a white person than to accept that you're not. And that's really just it. I'd like to take the opportunity to talk about another book, Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. I loved your book and I hated it. I loved it and hated it. I cried so much reading it. And that's why I say that you are a fantastic author because it's so real that it was hurtful. And that's why it's a great book. Because even though it's set in times of segregation, it's too real. I reflected and I saw myself between those pages and it was eye-opening because You know, everyone always thinks that racism isn't as bad as it used to be. There's no more slavery, no segregation, none of that. People really think that it's not as bad. And that book was a prime example of me reflecting and seeing my own injustices out in the open. I felt naked, like anyone could read and know exactly what I've gone through because it's mirrored. It's like my story's already out there for just anyone to read and not even realize it. I think the takeaway from this is talk to people you're not comfortable with. Talk with someone that you may not like. And it could not be for any particular reason. You just might not like them. But talk to someone you don't like. Really talk to them. Understand their life experiences. See what they feel on the topic. See how you feel on the topic. If you think something about someone, first thing, question why you might think about that. And get many different opinions, not just your own. Doesn't matter what party you're in politically, doesn't matter what religion you're in. It's great to see other opinions and not fight them based on those opinions. Because again, at the end of the day, we're all people.